Welcome back for another week on the podcast, Zach. How are you doing? How have you been since last time we talked? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, I did some decorating around my place with Kaylin this last weekend. So I actually have a few things on my walls now. So that's a, a big step for me. Uh, wow. we, we printed out a few pictures and got some frames. So I guess whenever you come by tomorrow, you can check it all out. But it's making the place look a little bit more homey. That's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Any festivities up, you know, for the holidays? We have, I have like a tiny Christmas tree that Kayla and I got a year ago. And I meant to get a bigger one, but uh, and I came back from Thanksgiving break and then I was busy with work for two weeks after that. And I just figured, you know, because I, I am going home for a week next week, that if I put up a tree like two weeks ago, I would only really see it up for, you know, the few days that I had left before I ended up going home. Yeah. So I just didn't, I didn't buy a big tree. I definitely will for next season. But other than that little tiny tree, which is on my kitchen counter, nah, nothing, nothing festive. Wow. Yeah. Did you put anything up? No, my house is just as, you know, as boring as it was since like last time you've seen it several weeks ago <laughs> fair enough but a lot, a lot of people in my complex have put up lights you know so i, I can see the i can feel the festive vibe even yeah. though it's not necessarily the most festive in in my place but i also uh i got my first credit card in the mail so that's a pretty big step oh, wow. i'm gonna start trying to to build some more credit so yeah that was exciting to receive that but uh, yeah, getting not, some not real adulting done that. here. Exactly. It's, I think it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. But yeah, what have you been up to? Um, it's pretty, been a pretty, pretty slow week for me, actually. I just finished school, you know, finished strong. Um, so now I just have to, you know, start making my, building up uh, my resume and have that like written out everything and then start student teaching and then I graduate. Hope. Hopefully this this spring get out of here. Nice. Um, but yeah, I just been chilling, relaxing, played some cyberpunk, <laughs> having a good time with that. Um, yeah, I'm just ready for the for to see my family again. I haven't seen them in a long, long, long time. Um, so ready for ready for Christmas. Yeah, same here. I still need to get a few gifts for my family. So. I don't even know what to get for like my sister and my mom. I'll have to do some hard thinking the next couple of days because Christmas is right around the corner. I know Christmas is literally next 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 week next like actually next yeah week. next next Friday. So yeah. a week from today will be Christmas Eve. That's insane. This year just flew by. That's all. It's, it's it really did. It just happened. It was like March, COVID stuck in your house every single day, and then now it's almost over. Well, I mean, COVID's not almost over, but the year is almost over. Right. Yeah. I mean, parts of it did seem slow. I think that the slog through like May, April, and June, that felt kind of slow. Mm -hmm. But all that aside, the year has actually just flown by, especially like the last four months. Uh, they they kind of went by in the blink of an eye. Yeah. So it'll be interesting that it, it'll be 2021. I know. That's like... Uh, uh, this next year will be better than this year. That's like some future numbers right there. Like I know. Yeah, 2020 was big. Now we're, we're actually like breaking into uh, the real future. Yeah. That's crazy. Insane, dude. Insane. Well, I don't, I don't know. 
I hope I hope things start getting back to normal, at least coming up here pretty soon, at least next year. Yeah, I you know, agree. There's good this news lockdown, with the... Yeah, the vaccines and stuff. Right. Um, I just can't believe it's almost been a whole year since that started. Yeah, it is hard to believe because, like we just said, a lot of it's gone by fast. But mm-hmm. And it's interesting how we've kind of just, uh, this is like our society now. It's just the normal. New, yeah, the new normal. Mm-hmm. The most funny thing that I notice sometimes is uh, I watch videos or movies that were filmed back, you know, year or more before 2020. And you see people going out into supermarkets or standing out in, in public with no masks on. And it even seems strange to me watching that now because mm-hmm. it's just like our new norm. And uh, if we went out to like the grocery store or something and saw someone without a mask, we'd be like, what are you doing? Like, that's so strange. Why don't you have a mask on? That's not right. So it, it's even weird for me watching uh, movies and seeing people out there in public without masks. And that's just that's just how long it's been since COVID started that now we're all just adjusted. Mm-hmm. It's like um, seeing people like touch each other or like hug each other or shake each other's hands if they've never met each other. You know, like that's weird. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because it used to just be standard. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, like there, there's some occasions when people still do that. And usually people like ask first, like, is it okay if I shake your hand or something like that? Yeah. And people do it. But it's definitely not the standard thing anymore like it used to be so that is strange well i've gotten used to it you know <laughs> so all right well tomorrow uh i'm gonna step foot into a movie th- theater again and i'm kind of not sure how i feel about that yet but i'm gonna go do it anyway because the monster hunter movie is only available in theaters <laughs> um so i need to go check out this movie so i'm pretty excited about it you know i have some 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 big hopes for it even though like they're not they're not like really actual like i'm not expecting this movie to be like groundbreaking or thought-provoking or good (laughs) (laughs) just not even good (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know i just want to see big monsters and then them fight each other and you know what's your name fight all these uh, cool monsters so yeah that's fair um yeah but I was, I was watching some reviews like not spoiler reviews online and you know some like the gaming reviewers and like people that i, re- I respect in terms of like their uh, their opinions on games and movies i watch their stuff instead of like the like the the big companies reviews on stuff uh-huh. and <laughs> one of the reviewers they were saying like uh you know, it, this had everything they wanted in it. It had the monsters. It had like the crafting. It had the cats. It had the everything you would like think about the big weapons. You know, like all this great stuff. You know, but like it didn't have anything else to make the movie good. Like the movie was like not very good, but it had all the things that they wanted to see in a Monster Hunter live action movie. <laughs> so like, there's that, and it was funny because they're talking about how like. You know, like if this movie had a plot, it would have gotten in the way. If the movie had dialogue, it would have gotten in the way. If this movie had an actual story, it would have gotten in the way. It doesn't have any of that, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting perspective. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, they 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 said they liked it, and I was like, okay, well, if they liked it for those reasons, I'm like, that's what I'm expecting going into this. So maybe I'll get you know at least some amusement out of uh, 
watching this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's that's a good way to look at it. With certain movies, you go and you're like, okay, I just want to watch this to simply be entertained. And uh, Monster Hunter is definitely a franchise both you and me love. So, and just looking at the previews and even some of the reviews I read, like more official or just like reviews people wrote on IMDb as well. They were really praising the CGI, saying like the monsters were really well put together. I think that, you know, even if the rest of the movie sucks, it's definitely going to be cool to see them on the big screen. And I know that you're excited for that too. Yeah. And there's some, uh, some notable monsters in there. Yeah. Um, uh, Diablos, from the, from right? the trailers. Yeah. The Diablos, black Diablos. We got, a. Uh, um, Nigorma Gala or Monster Hunter 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nursilla is in the movie, apparently. I saw that in the trailer. It was in the, one of the like Chinese trailers or something. Hmm. Um, so that's cool. We got the spider, cool spider monster. The Rathian, which is the classic the monster. Yeah, classic Rathalos and Rathian. Classics. Um, so. Be sure, like next week though, I'm gonna I'm gonna be talking about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, good or bad, I think it's worth talking about. Um, you need to check it out too. Then we can have a we can have an in depth discussion on why this movie shouldn't have been a movie or why it was a decent live action adaptation. All right, we'll see. I uh, sometimes I struggle spending money to go to a theater to watch a movie I know is gonna be bad, but for Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. maybe I'll make the exception. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you the rundown tomorrow though. I'll be like, okay, this is this is maybe worth it just for the you know, just just because. Uh uh-huh. or like, oh god, this is so bad that <laughs> even though the monsters are cool, this thing is just trash. I guess you'll tell me either way. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean like I know you and I know me too in terms of like what I like in movies and um if it's like has a bad story and like I don't get emotionally invested in the characters or what's going on, like I don't really like those kind of movies, but yeah, hopefully the fact that it's just a monster hunter movie, that that's just enough to hold my attention. It's only an hour and a half. Like, yeah. I mean, and if, if you're just kind of like looking for like a brain dead, but entertaining movie, I don't think it'll be God off that <laughs> aspect. Brain dead. <laughs> sometimes, like, sometimes it's not the worst thing. Just going to the theater. You're like, I don't even care about the plot. Like, I don't even want to think I'm just so tired from the week or I'm just like want to watch something that's simply going to entertain me. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sometimes movies are just made to do that. I think that some of these official critics, you know, they're really harsh on a lot of movies. Yeah. And sometimes a movie is just made to be enjoyed simply, you know, doesn't always have to be the most complex or beautifully artistic thing in the world. Yeah, exactly. I mean, can be whatever it wants to be. And if it wants to be just a throwaway monster hunter movie, then let it be. It. <laughs> and I will enjoy it. And I'm going, I already paid money to see it. So I'm going to go see. It. <laughs> <laughs> and we are long time fans. So long, long time fans. Yes. We've been playing since the, since the wee days. <laughs> yeah. I, I played since eighth grade and God, how many years ago was that? I can't even, what I was 14 years old. So you were playing before even I knew what it was. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm really an OG fan. That was like yeah. nine years ago. Yeah. I didn't get into it until like sophomore year. It's been a I just long like, time. I remember just like walking into a GameStop and like seeing it occasionally like Monster Hunter 3. 
or at least for the, the 3DS. Like, I just saw the cover, and it has, like, a big, like, dinosaur-looking thing coming out of the water. Like, it looked cool. And, I don't know, like, the, the thought of, like, fighting giant monsters was really cool to me. And then, like, I started playing the game, and it really, it wasn't what I was, like, expecting. But it was really fun to play, and it was fun to get into. Yeah. About the same thing yeah. happened with me. I thought it was going to be a straight up RPG and it was going to tell like yeah. a story where you go out into this environment and maybe something happens. But what it was, I totally did not expect, but I loved. I mean, I had never played a game like that before. And it was so mm-hmm. rewarding to have these horrendously difficult battles, but then be able to carve the monster up and then like wear it. I mean, it sounds kind of demented to anybody that's not initiated to the franchise, but honestly, it's, it's a really fun game and it's kind of lighthearted as well. Yeah. I mean, it's like any kind of hunting, like, you know, like, you know, back in the day, our ancestors, you know, like they hunt animals and then they wear their pelt as like, as like, you know, before they go into war as like armor or just like on their body to show like what they've done. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure it was satisfying for them too. you know, the great warriors Mm -hmm. felled the huge beast and then the chief was able to like, yeah, he was able to wear the saber tooth helm or something into battle. So, you know. It's it's the it's the closest we can get unless we actually wanted to go hunting, which I don't do. <laughs> Put a deer on your back. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, good old good old monster hunter. Yeah. We need to get back into it. Agreed. I'll definitely be getting the uh new Switch game whenever it comes out mm-hmm. since I have my Switch now. Um, apparently there's like characters from Monster Hunter World in this movie too. Like it's like not like a one to one, but like the world is connected. Because I played the the like movie crossover for Monster Hunter World. Mm-hmm. Right. And like the characters from Monster Hunter World, um, like the actor, she knew who they were, but they didn't know them. And like she went into like in the so this is not really a spoiler, I guess, but this was like in the in the video game at like the crossover. And so like the events of the movie already had happened when she was in the video game world. Right. She doesn't like talk about it, but she's like she mentions how like the Rathlos that you fight is like the same one that she fought in the movie. She's like, that one's already dead. Like she's like, we already fought that. Like, why is that here? Right. Hmm. She said so she says that. So she went into the past, apparently. And um, the character was speaking Japanese and she's like, I can't understand you. Like they had trouble talking to each other. Oh, interesting. Um, I, I didn't even know there was a crossover. Yeah. Um, it still might be up so you could probably like go and play it. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's worth it or not, but you play as you play as her and then you can, once you beat it, you can uh, make her like a, um, her armor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And the Rathalos dude, he was huge. He was like the biggest Rathalos I've ever seen in my entire life. Like to fight, like it was. It was almost so big that it was easier to fight because his like, like you were so small compared to it that when it, when it would try to like spin, like hit, hit you with its tail or like do something, <laughs> like it would miss because it was so giant. Right. Um. But yeah, it was pretty insane because I think it's supposed to be like the movie one is huge. And that one is like a giant, like obscurely big Rathalos. Huh. Interesting. That is a funny thing about yeah. Monster Hunter. Cause you remember the, uh, the final monster, the Xenogivia, 
Yeah. It was like so obscenely massive that until it was in its enraged form when it was just, you know, causing a bunch of volcanoes to pop up or whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know, to, to kill you, I could just stay underneath it for like 15 minutes straight and not even get hit because it was too big. I mean, like, that's the funny thing that you would think that these huge monsters are more imposing, but sometimes their, their size gets in the way when you're so tiny. Exactly. You just run around them like a little ant and they can't get you. Exactly. <clears throat> um, but that's, that's one thing I liked about Monster Hunter is that like there isn't like a skill curve like the monster is as hard as, as it's going to be I mean like there's like levels of how hard the monsters get but like their attack patterns are essentially the same and like you get better at the game there's not like arbitrary levels there's not like fake stuff like you know in some RPGs you like level up yeah. but like leveling up doesn't really do anything it's just to like progress you so you can build a skill tree or do whatever like and like the enemies like if there's um level scaling in a game where you can like um you level up and the enemies level up with you which is basically kind of pointless because then the leveling is just artificial it's not like real like you're not getting stronger than the enemies because the enemies are getting just as difficult to fight no matter what level you are right um so it's like the same thing, but in Monster Hunter, like you actually get better. Like you could take on the hardest monster with the crappiest weapons if you like could dodge, like do perfect dodges every single time. Like just you know outsmart the outsmart the monster. Yeah. Based on like your skill level, because you're good at the game. Like if you're good at the game and you could literally dodge everything and you like can you can see the telegraphs of the monsters and just do it, then you could. It doesn't matter what armor you wear. You you might need a really not a good weapon, you know, to like. Um, get that health down really fast but in terms of like you dying like if you can dodge and you can counter like then you're just good at the game true it's one of those unique games where once you learn how to play the game you're just good at the game kind of like uh Mm. league of legends or osu just to compare them you know if with monster hunter if you started like a new account and somehow you were handed like decent armor and a decent a sword of some kind you could go and fight any monster basically if you were already good at the game mm-hmm. but like if you had like the, a max set and like you had all of these like you had max earplugs and you didn't have to worry about the rollers and your armor set was so freaking awesome and like you could take hits like you were spongy but like if you sucked at the game you, you would just keep getting hit <laughs> yeah like you, they do one like three attacks on you and you still die it's the beauty of it. Some noob with the absolute best stuff in the game could go against even just like a high rank monster and still die, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it is a hard learning curve, but once you get up there, it gets real fun. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. I, I, don't, I couldn't even tell you how many times I fought the great Jackie the first time I went out into battle. But, you know, whenever I kill it the first time, I was like, I love this game. <laughs> when you when you overcome the great jaggy mm-hmm. with my hammer back in the day before i That's even so really funny. knew like the differences between weapons honestly mm-hmm. what scared me the most about the game back in eighth grade whenever i played try was all the menus there was just so much stuff to learn so i saw a hammer i saw that it did the most damage and i was like okay i'm taking this and then i had like the most mismatched armor set ever and then went out to fight the first boss quote unquote of the game and it took me so long to beat him but you just got to kind of get thrown into the fire before you understand. That's, how, that's the best way to learn, dude. Just jump in. <laughs> exactly. That's super funny. Like, I know exactly what you mean, though. That was my first experience, too. Just grinding to get, get through the Great Jaggy. 
I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why do I keep dying? I know. And the most satisfying thing was like, after I got good, I went back with like my like decent weapons and just utterly annihilated the Jackie. Yeah, 30 seconds. <laughs> like less than a minute, you go and you see it, he's dead. <laughs> he couldn't even get off an attack. I just kept stunning him or kept like beating him down. <laughs> and he just died. But it's it's insane, like watching those YouTube videos of people doing that with like elder dragons. Yeah, um, they just like do this like this max combo that like put like it stuns them. Trank, it, they trank them, and then they put them in like a trap and have all these bombs, and then like jump off the wall and shoot them with like <laughs> an arrow in the head, and they just die. Yep, there's some crazy ones. There's like people with the great sword. I guess there's like a really powerful great sword move that does like a ton of damage. Mm-hmm. And there's a I've seen a few compilations of people like killing the hardest monsters very fast by just always hitting that one combo or that one uh, technique. Man, that's insane. I still haven't figured out how to do any of that. That's like real, like going hardcore into the game and like understanding all the like the like the decorations and stuff like that and putting those right. weapons and like building up the best armor to get the max damage output. Yeah, I still don't really even use items or anything during fights, which I should, but I know that that just makes me uh, not not that great of a player in comparison to some of the ones out there. I'm definitely still like a really bad player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know, because I feel like this in the scene, like the Monster Hunter scene, the, the goal is to like speed run them. Yep. Like that's like that's what you're supposed to do. Like you go in there and you you farm. Like that like that's the whole game. The gaming the game is farming. That's all you. That's all people want to do because you're just building new armor sets and building art like uh, trying to collect stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's all you want to do is farm. So like how how do you farm? You have to do it the fastest way possible. And so people just build these crazy sets and like that's, that's what they do. Which is kind of weird because like the game loop is just farming. Like you just you just keep getting stuff. Like there's not like an end goal. That's yeah. That's than, the truth. It's, you just you just play for the satisfaction of beating the monsters but yeah. at the end they're just like okay here's your pat on the back and you can go out and farm more monsters if you want to <laughs> here's your here's your pat on the back look <laughs> here's the credits now what are you gonna do you're gonna keep killing them and some more that you can kill <laughs> just keep killing, keep them, killing them endlessly they'll never go extinct you just keep killing and killing and killing and that's all there is to your monster hunter life <laughs> That's so funny. It's like, what this rare armor? Too bad because the the drop chance for the helm <laughs> is zero 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 one percent chance. Yeah, so to keep going until you get this drop. That's when it starts getting tilting. You, you've killed like thirty of the same monster, done the same quest over and over and over again, but you always just get the scale. You're like, I wanted the carapace, I wanted the plate, but nope, you can't get it. I needed the saliva. <laughs> the skew saliva took me for on so long. I had that happen. I was I was fighting because I got I ended up getting a full T-Rex set, but mm-hmm. in my process of trying to get that set, all I needed was like two more scales to finish out one of the pieces, and I fought the T-Rex like five times just to get two scales. I was carving all the rarest stuff, like I was getting so much of it, and I was like, oh my god, this is the opposite of what always happens to me. I don't want this rare stuff. I just want the most common thing, the scales, and I was not getting them. I had to fight it five times. That is like the struggle. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, so. it's always it's you always get what you don't want. Yep. I think I'm, I mean I think that goes with anything though. Like in life, like when you're like looking for something or you need something, the you always you always find what you're not looking for. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it can be a good thing, but sometimes you're like, but I really do need that one thing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 
that's so funny. Yeah, I've been there. I'm sure if anybody else is listening right now who's played Monster Hunter, they've been there as well. Yep. Y'all know the struggle. It is. Well, it's moving on to the next little topic here about the, I, I wrote the holidays, but really I just wanted to get like your game plan for, for, you know, from now until New Year's, um, you know, what are you doing? What's going on in your life? And what'd you ask Santa for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm taking three days off next week so I can just take a little, a little break from work. But uh, I actually, I reserved a night stay at a hotel on the Riverwalk for Kaylin and I. We're going to do like a little mini vacation uh, on Sunday to Monday. So I haven't, I haven't actually gone on a vacation in a long time. So it'll be nice to, even if it's only one night, to just have a different environment, like kind of have no worries. Everything's like just week? taken care of. Yeah, yeah, this week. Oh, okay. So like this Sunday and then going Monday. Yes, this Sunday and then Monday is when we'll leave. You want to the Riverwalk? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's cool. Mm-hmm. Just going to walk around. Uh, they have a pretty good lights display on the Riverwalk at this time, so uh-huh. that'll be nice to see. Uh, let me know how, how that goes, especially now with like COVID and stuff. And, you know, I'm curious to see how other people are taking it, if it's like super packed or, you know, things are actually like taken care of. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll let you know. I'm interested yeah, to see that as well. But yeah. Sounds like you have cooler plans than I do. <laughs> what are your plans? I mean, I'm going to see Monster Hunter tomorrow, right? And then we'll finally get to hang out again tomorrow mm-hmm. as well. And then uh, I'm just going to drive back home to Houston and, you know, lock up in my house and then come back home once Christmas is over. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. So nothing, nothing too, too crazy. Um, I want to do something crazy. I want to like, I want to see snow. I want to travel somewhere, but like, you know, that's not possible. Right. It would be nice to see some snow. It's been pretty cold recently. Every time I wake mm-hmm. up to go to work at like seven, it's like freezing outside. My car was iced over this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, um, I need to check on my car. Cause I drove yesterday to get some gas and I went to the store and I went to target mm-hmm. and like my tire pressure was low. So I had to go fix that. Um, but I was like, Oh my god! Because I I left in the morning and it was like freezing. It was like forty degrees outside. Yeah, which may not be freezing to some people, but it's freezing to me. <laughs> oh yeah, us us Texans, we can't take that. I mean, we can take the brutal heat. We've definitely been out in that, especially mm-hmm. in marching band and such. But once it gets below fifty degrees, it's just too much for us. Yeah, wait. Like man, I gotta get like a hoodie, a beanie, and then like a <laughs> coat over my hoodie. <laughs> right, gotta get all those layers on. Uh, once it gets below 40 though, it kind of all feels the same to me. It was 28 degrees this morning when I stepped outside something around there. Wow. And honestly, it just felt like 40 to me. <laughs> so it's just all terrible at that point. Maybe we get lucky and see some snow for Christmas. Maybe like the one like last thing, you know, that, that'll like be the icing on the cake of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone out there is is granting us some mercy. So yeah. they sent us a good thing to end out the year, which has been honestly kind of bad for a lot of people. And awful for a lot of people, you know, it sucks, but you know, hopefully things, the holidays, people, you know, come together and make it a nice, happy time because that's kind of what we need right now. Yep. And we can't be like 
can't be super social. Like, like I know people still want to see their families and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm going to see my family. I didn't see them for Thanksgiving, but I think I'm going to go for Christmas. I don't know if we're going to, I have no idea what we're doing. I don't know if we're going to do like, you know, see our relatives and stuff like we normally do, or if we're just going to have a, you know, an isolated Christmas with just us. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what's happening with us, but I'm going to go home and figure it out. Nice. Yeah. I'll see my family again too. But uh, yeah, for Christmas, I, I got myself a new mic. So anyone listening, you probably can hear that Alex, he sounds a lot better than ever than I do, you know, during the podcast. But worry not, because I ordered a new mic for myself as a, as a personal Christmas gift. So come pro- hopefully next podcast, I'll sound a lot better than I do right now. <laughs> You're going to sound great for season two, Zach. Yep. So you'll have that to look forward to, faithful listeners. <laughs> season two, here we come. You know, this is our eighth podcast, Zach. Yeah. And it's honestly, it feels good, man. It feels good that we've been out here for eight podcasts. Eight podcasts, and we skipped a week. <laughs> what have been nine? You're right. <laughs> we'll make it up. That's okay. We had to have a, a, a mid-season break. Yep. Like all of the, the good things in the world do. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's kind of weird because I don't even know how long I want these episodes to be in terms of like a season, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, but I mean, I feel like a good stopping point is, you know, 2021, here we go, you know? Right. Yeah. Take a break after Christmas. Eight, nine, ten. Oh. You know, any any series that comes out now that's considered like a quote unquote quality series seems to have that many episodes. It used to be sometimes seasons of I'm talking TV episodes. I don't know anything about mm-hmm. podcast episodes, but they used to be back in the day. TV episodes would go for 13 or even like 22 episodes before they would call it a season. But it seems like when stuff comes out now, it's either eight, nine or ten. And then that's all we get. Yeah. And I'm kind of upset that the Mandalorian episodes have only been like 30 minutes long each. Yeah, I was upset about that you know? too. And, and like I think about, you know, some other TV shows that I watched like like Breaking Bad or like even um, The Boys. Like those episodes are like an hour, mm-hmm. hour long each, right? So like yep. you, they pack so much story into that. And it's like if you try to watch a whole season, it's like watching like five movies. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's that like a great. long time. You know what? Watching the Mandalorian is like watching like a two two and a half hour movie, like the whole season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have gotten really a lot shorter. That, but but yeah, like this last episode was probably like twenty eight minutes without the intro and the ending credits. Yeah, and that's just it was a good episode, but I I agree. I want more, and mm-hmm. for a premium show like the Mandalorian, you you want them to be like at least I think I want them to be at least forty five minutes long. Yeah, at least. Like the first episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like 45 minutes to 50-something minutes. That's that's a good length for a mm-hmm. quote-unquote quality TV show. And you're right, like the boys had really long episodes. Uh, even back whenever Game of Thrones was airing, sometimes it would have, I think its longest episode was like an hour and 14 minutes long. That's almost a movie. That's crazy. Like TV, like on t- for a TV show, that's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. 
but I, mm-hmm. I mean, they, I guess they've kind of spoiled us with that because typically TV episodes would be pretty short. I mean, even yeah, those yeah, yeah, 30 those, minute time slots. Right. And even the ones that would have like an hour time slot, we watch them on Netflix now. And they're only like 44 minutes long because, of course, they had to mm-hmm. have uh, commercial breaks and all that. So but the thing is, like a lot of stuff is like on streaming platforms now, like they're like Netflix exclusives or Amazon Prime exclusives, now Disney Plus or even Apple TV Plus. Like, I mean, you have more time, you know, to watch. If you're going to sit there and like, are you not, I'm not saying you have more time to watch on everybody's situation, but I mean, like, um, you don't, you don't have to worry about TV or time slots or like putting your show in a certain like bubble. Like you don't, you're not restricted by television anymore. Like, right. You know, you can, if you're going to, if it's like an original show to your platform, you can do whatever you want with it. Yep. Yeah. I don't even know if, if many people watch regular TV anymore. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. even all like, come home from work and just flip the TV on and see what's on. I'm sure lots of people still do that. But I don't do that. <laughs> I know, I know that some of the older generation does that, but, uh, I mean, it's definitely been a transition to now. If you want to watch something or you hear about a show, it's, it's basically going to be on a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Like long gone are the days when you would have to record your favorite episodes and then go back to your on demand menu and replay your recordings. I remember having to do that back in like middle school. Yeah. <laughs> It seems so, so funny, funny now. Yeah, it is hilarious. Back in elementary school, if we want to go really back and just talk about how old we actually are, I used to have to uh, put in those blank VHS uh, tape recorders and tape my episodes that I wanted to watch. Like, I would I would tape Yu-Gi-Oh if I knew I was not going to be home for some reason. On WB. Yep. <laughs> on the, on the <laughs> back then, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. And it, it was just normal back then. You're like, oh, if I'm not going to be there and I really want to watch this episode, I've got to put the tape in, make sure it records. It's got like six hours of recording time, so I can't miss it. And then you'd come back home, rewind the tape and play it. And that's just is so, so archaic now. It's so funny. <laughs> I never had to do anything like that in my entire life. More, <laughs> more because I didn't know how to, but... Yeah, it was a bit of a complex process. Yeah, yeah I just I learned though because I really wanted to watch my Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, that that'll be like our old our old fart story, or at least mine. Whenever I have yeah. grandkids in the future, it's like, uh, you want to hear about how old I am? I bet you won't even <laughs> be able to fathom what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's like that's like older than. There's there's people our age right now. You tell that to them, and they wouldn't even know. Yeah, talking. even like my sister's generation <laughs> would be like. Some of them probably are like, what is a VHS? Like, what even is that? You're like, oh my God, I am old. <laughs> yeah, it's always kind of like, every time I put my birth date in, you know, like seeing that I was like birthed in the 90s. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that's that's always kind of weird to me because it's like, I, I wasn't like conscious, you know, too much in that three year time span. But like, the fact that I was like born in a different century. Right. That's like mind boggling. And then come like, you know, 20, 50 something. Like that's like a, that's like old. That's like crazy old. Think yeah, that is like, really old. Like the 1800s. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like <laughs> it'll be something like that. They're going to look at us, you know, the newer generations and be like, wow, you were born in the nineties. You're ancient. So and, that's crazy. 
at that point we kind of will be. I mean, I remember back when there were pagers. I never used one, obviously, but I remember mm. my mom and dad getting paged. Like, oh, it just means that they have a message waiting for them back home on I don't even understand how pagers work. Honestly, me neither. I, I always I thought it was don't. like I, it, I thought it was like if if like you got a call and you missed it or like someone wanted to let you know they wanted to talk to you through the phone or something, I don't really know, they would page you or you would get a page. That's but then it's like, okay, I know. I guess they would they were like, okay, I know, so maybe I have to hurry up at the store because someone wants to talk to me. <laughs> I don't know. It, I, like my mom and dad didn't have a cell phone or anything back then. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I thought they were like, uh, my dad said he was getting paged. It was like, they were sending him a little message. Like it was like a text message and it was just like a, like a, like a blurb or something that said like, Hey, you have a meeting at three o'clock or something. That's what, I, and then like he would read it because someone said that to him. That's what I thought pagers were. Yeah. I mean, you I, might be more I right mean, than I, I am. I mean, as far as I still know, that's what I still think they are. Because I'm yeah, pretty sure, maybe. like it was, it was more like my dad that would use I'm the pager, because, uh, yeah, yeah, we could fact check our check, fact check ourselves, but it was definitely more my dad that would use it because uh, he was working. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I never really understood <laughs> it either. A pager, also known as a beeper or a bleeper, <laughs> this is on Wikipedia, is a wireless telecommunications device that receives and displays alphanumeric or voice messages. One-way pagers can only receive messages while response pagers and two-way pagers can also acknowledge, reply to, and originate originate messages using an internal transmitter. Okay, so it was basically like really short-form texting back in the day. Here's one that says on their pager. These are so cute. They're like little like why don't we still use these? I mean I guess you can just text people, but like no one like no innovation happened in this. They just like fell off. Like I don't understand. I mean if if they were like literally sending messages through some type of text to each other back in like the late nineties, early two thousands, that was way ahead of its time. Yeah, look, this one says, please come to Doctor Room Twelve. That's what this pager says. Oh, that's that's what I, I forgot. Yeah, uh, doctors and nurses still do use pagers today, so they haven't just fallen off the face of the planet. Hmm. I see. The heck? These are so weird. Page. I'm gonna go buy a pager right now. <laughs> yeah, we should bring them back. Put them back in style. I know. Keep it on my belt buckle like my dad. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm getting paged. Getting paged by Zach. <laughs> Is it like we can can we do like private communications through that? Like no one's ever gonna check our pages, dude. We could like send, dude, I could send you messages. You're right, we could be off the grid. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Desktop paging. What the heck? Yeah, I don't know if we can buy it. Can I buy new pagers? I'm going to look it up on Amazon. Page. There's got to be a way because like I said, medical staff still use pagers, but I'm sure any ones that are out there are more kind of made for that purpose. Oh, so look, here's like these restaurant queues and these are technically pagers according to this Amazon listing. 
says paging pro 16 pagers model 2020 version restaurant pager system with wireless queue calling system using for church clinic food whatever like so this is like the little thing they give you at restaurants hmm. that, that beep right those are pagers too i mean it makes sense i wonder so, what the- <laughs> like what is the range on a pager though because the restaurant ones obviously we take them a certain amount of distance away from the restaurant, they won't work anymore. But mm-hmm. like back in the early 2000s when our parents used pagers, were they just like super long distance where they connected to a phone network? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Are they radio? Like, Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how... Did you have to be like close to your landline or something? Was it communicating with that or was it satellite? I mean, if it was satellite, then why were we just texting at that point? Exactly. Like here's a. Why is this so expensive? This is Apollo promo, uh, programmable alpha pager, one hundred and eight dollars. Dang, yeah, that's a that's a bit pricey. Yeah, this is like this this picture of this pager on Amazon is exactly what I um, when I think of a pager. This is what I think of. I'm gonna look it up too. The heck, yeah, I'm gonna send this in the well, I'll put this in the chat. Pagers. Ah, yes. Yep. The Apollo programmable alpha pager. Is that what you're looking at? Exactly what I'm looking at. Yep. <laughs> this is what I remember. You know, I haven't even looked at an image of a pager since uh, I was a kid. I just have fuzzy images of what I saw exactly. back in the day. But this is all bringing it back. I didn't even think about the restaurant pagers. Like, I didn't think about that either. Like, I guess those are our pagers too, but I didn't like associate that. Because I, I wouldn't even have called it that. Like, to me, like, what would, what, what would you have called that? Like, we went to a restaurant, say we're like at, I don't know, Applebee's or something, and they, <laughs> they give you these, this little circle thing, and they, and they give it to you. What would you have called that? I mean, I probably would have just called it the buzzer, because it, like, lights up and kind of buzzes whenever it's, You're right. it's time I think to go that's in. what we would call it, a buzzer, like, the buzzer thing. The, people call it beepers, mm-hmm. apparently, according to this thing right here restaurant calling records max 999 beepers i mean i could see that i don't think i would like i like you though i don't think i would ever call it a pager oh yeah it crossed my mind i'm gonna start calling them pagers now people are like, what are <laughs> like what are you talking about like no, no that's actually a pager like <laughs> i'm not i'm not just crazy yeah so you thought they were extinct but we still use them <laughs> we do you just don't really know about it yeah. they're hidden among us yeah among us among us pagers at olive garden Wow. How do we even start talking about pagers? I don't even remember what we got here. I don't know, but <laughs> it's a it's a funny topic. <laughs> Freaking pagers. Oh I, I don't. We're talking about being old and then pagers came away. It was the logical process. Yeah. I don't know. Pretty crazy. But yeah, we can talk about pagers and they'll freak out. Even though I don't even know what I still don't really understand what a pager did. <laughs> I would have to use one to fully kind of yeah. understand. Maybe I'll Google it. I know. I would like, I'll do a YouTube video and they'll like explain to me what pages do. Just like any, any 21st century kid would do. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. So I just, re- this reminded me because we're talking about YouTube. The other night or other morning, like at six something a.m., it was like from five forty-five to like six fifteen. Mm-hmm. Google servers dropped. 
for like 30 minutes. Like no one in like most people in the world probably didn't even realize this happened. But you know, I was up during that time and I was playing Cyberpunk on Google Stadium. And I was just sitting there and it just like booted me off. And I was like, what's going on? So I like checked my internet and everything was fine. I was like, okay, nothing's going on here. Now check my email. And I it, it told me that it couldn't reload my email. I was freaking out. I was like, what happened to my email? Did I like did I like I get banned or something? Like what's going on? I checked all of my Google stuff and it was all gone. I couldn't even access YouTube. And I was freaking out. I was like, what the heck happened? And so I went on to Twitter to see if like, you know, my Twitter was still up and see if people were talking about it. And there was a hashtag like YouTube down, Google down. And just the servers were gone. Wow. Um, they weren't gone or they were just like dropped or something like something like you couldn't you couldn't Google. You couldn't Google what was happening on Google because <laughs> Google know, was like, just off the grid. How long? How yeah. long did that last? You said uh, about 30, 30, 40 minutes. I'm like, that's, that. that's a long time. Yeah. And I remember people were just like there was there was funny stuff like how people were uh, taking like a mock quiz or mock test on Google Doc or something. And they were like, well, there goes my grade. <laughs> 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 or they were like trying to turn something in like. Like I was writing this essay and it just like dropped on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that freaked me out. Cause I was like, what the heck just happened? Um, and, it, and I think it had to do with like Google accounts. Cause if you, you could go to YouTube on like incognito mode as people found out in that yep. time span, like people were, people were like doing it all the, like the, the tricks. It's only, it was only 40 minutes of time, but everybody was like trying to find loopholes around the problem, you know, trying to get into their stuff. Right. And um, if they went into incognito mode or if you signed out, signed out of your, uh, well, you couldn't even click on the, the accounts. It wouldn't even let you like access anything. So you couldn't even sign out. Um, so if you went to incognito mode, you were already like not logged in. So then you could watch YouTube if you were like just wanting to watch YouTube. But you hmm. couldn't access your emails or anything, which was kind of freaky because I was like, did like I get hacked or something? Did everybody get hacked? Or is Google getting hacked? Like, <laughs> is uh, Google so getting like, hacked? Yeah. Like, all like all my my email my stuff like everything's connected to that so it freaked me out but uh but it kind of like reminded me of like i was thinking about like the limitations of cloud gaming like streaming video games yeah because my my stadia basically just dropped off the grid i couldn't even play the games that i have right but yeah. the thing is like but i mean i'm also thinking too like if, if this game was saved onto my console right then I would have been fine. Like I could have played it on my console, but then like, if I didn't have any internet, then I couldn't do most things that I would do on my console anyway. Like I couldn't play online. I couldn't really like communicate or talk to anybody if my internet dropped. Right. Right. And this is and, like Google dropping is like, when does that happen? It doesn't ever happen. So I mean, that, that's a very rare thing. And we've, we've just become uh, so dependent on the internet that I, I'm not surprised people kind of freaked out a little bit whenever it happened. Mm hmm. Well, I mean, I was scared because I was like, did someone like hack into my email? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's definitely you know, logical. That's why, you had to like that's make why sure I was it's not just out. me, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody, I was relieved once I found that other people were like also freaking out about this too. And so I just kind of waited it out. Um, I still haven't even read an official statement on like what happened. But like no one even knew that it happened because it happened so early in the morning, at least yeah. here. Um, but yeah. I feel, I feel bad for the people who were like doing actual work. That would really suck. You're like working yeah. on a project in Google Docs and all of a sudden, bam, you know, 30 minutes of it gets erased or something. I, I had auto save on on my game, so I didn't, did not matter. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm not sure if all those Google Doc things use auto save or not or what, what yeah. really goes on. Maybe the server's just saved it all, but. Yeah. Uh, 
Google's really good at like once you start putting work on, it just like saves. So you just keep yeah. saving and saving. I and assume saving that that probably be what happens. But yeah, that, you're right. That that is the downside of the whole Stadia thing. Obviously, huge upside because like I'm even considering buying Cyberpunk on Stadia because my computer just wouldn't be able to handle it. I don't have the hardware, but Google does, so there's no problem, right? Uh huh. And but if they have a problem, it, I have a problem. <laughs> But it, but the thing is, like, that's when is that going to happen? You know, like, yeah, it exactly. never happened. And it was only like, okay, like, boohoo, I couldn't play video games for 30 minutes. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's not, a, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But um, it just, I think it just kind of gives people sometimes like a reality check. Like, this thing that's always there, there is a potential. I mean, this, this obviously did not last very long. It wasn't a big deal, but there's always a potential it could go down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and speaking about Cyberpunk playing on Stadia, like, People have been having like massive issues with this game, and CD yeah. Projekt Red like has been getting a lot of backlash. Um, and then their parent company, CD Projekt, is also getting some backlash for, for some other thing that just happened with, you know, with the game and um and China. Mm-hmm. They just had like some things going on. I don't know if you heard about that, but I did. Uh, I don't want to talk about that here. We'll talk about it later. But <laughs> they're having some controversial stuff with them. So like. They're not having, they didn't have a good week because the launch of the game was like people were super hyped for it. And they, they even came out with like a, a statement apologizing about not showing any like pre release footage of the console version of Cyberpunk. Yeah, I saw that because people were really disappointed in how it showed up on PS4 and uh, the old Xbox. Yeah, like it's virtually unplayable. Yeah. And, they were saying like, oh, we, we should have not just put all of our focus on the next gen consoles and should have really cleaned up the older ones as well because we realize like a lot of our community does play on those consoles still. What I think they should have done is, you know, this game has been developing for so long and they did say it was going to come out for PS4 and like last gen consoles because that's like what they were like building for. But then they started like making it, you know, pushing the limit on the game, which is yeah. fine. But what they should have done, I think, is you know, delay the game to 2021, you know, keep putting those finishing touches because they said they're going to keep rolling out some patches because even like on a high-end PC, there's still some bugs and glitches that, you know, shouldn't be in the game. And they they know that like sometimes it's like like stupid stuff, like characters T-posing and like sometimes you can't finish a quest because there's <laughs> like a, a glitch that happens and like the, the character won't start the dialogue for you. So... If they just said, you know, we're going to scrap the ne- last gen stuff and make this a full next gen video game. You know, like that's what we that's where we're at now. You know, just that's what it is. We're we're at next gen and we're going to make it for the next gen consoles and, you know, make this the best game it can possibly be. I don't see why that would have been a problem for gamers, you know. I'm sure it wouldn't have been a problem for gamers. They probably the marketing team was just like we're going to lose out on so many sales if they ever did have that pitch. That Yeah, I mean cuz um like the investors and stuff, they probably like, you know, get this game out there. Right. And that that's um, really what I think actually happened. I think they there was a lot of uh overtime hours. That's they've been very uh kind of open about that. They're sharing like, oh, we did make people work very hard, a lot of overtime, a lot of forced working kind of situation towards the end of the game just to kind of get it out. I think that what happened was uh the stockholders and the marketing people were like, look, we've delayed this game long enough. If we keep delaying it, we're going to probably have less sales than if we just released it now. And we're worried about that because we don't want profit losses. So I Mm -hmm. think they really kind of prodded them with a stick to get the game out, even though the developers were probably like, we kind of want to spend a little bit more time on this. We are aware there are a few bugs and maybe there are more bugs now that people are discovering than they do. 
but who knows they may have been aware of these but i think that is what happened that they were just kind of forced into releasing it and now the backlash is happening they already i heard they already kind of made up the money that they spent on it because even in like the pre-orders alone they made a ton of money but you know at the expense of now their studio is getting a lot of uh angry eyes looking at it currently and you never really want that you want people to trust your studio for the future so i think that they're on all sides probably learning a lot from this yeah you know like i was debating like with myself like should i get this on stadia or should i get this on ps4 and just like if i ever get a ps5 then i could just upgrade it and play it on the ps5 version like that's fine because you get a free upgrade you know if you buy the ps4 version mm-hmm. and so i was like okay I'll, i might th- i might i might do that but then I was like, you know, the, I was hearing stuff online about how like the, like the population density in the game and like, it's like, like NPCs don't spawn as often on the console version because the console version is like less powerful. And so the Stadia version is more like the PC version because it's, you know, the highest end stuff that is at Google's place, right? wherever they're running all these, the servers at. So I was like, I'm just going to get it on Stadia because it's going to, I'm hoping it's going to run the best. And it's funny because that's just how it is. If you have Stadia or you have a high end gaming PC right now, you're the people, those people are the most happy with the game right now. Yeah. And like, I haven't experienced that many bugs or glitches in the game. I've Mm -hmm. experienced like a couple stuff where I might have to like reload the game because like my, when I'm like aiming down the site or something, it, it like gets stuck on it and something weird, but like nothing like, nothing crazy. Like nothing like what I've seen online. Like, there's like these like bug uh all these bug compilations on YouTube where like mm-hmm. they're, they're hilarious. I don't yeah, I've seen, seen some pretty funny ones myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're like so funny. And I, I sent I sent you a video of one of mine where I was like I was breaking glass on like some window mm-hmm. and then like when I hit the glass it like like zoomed me back like a football field length of like distance. And I was like, what just happened? I just got <laughs> zoomed over here. <laughs> it was so random. It made me laugh so hard when it happened. So I had to like screen record it. But those are only like, those are like minor things. It's only happened one time mm-hmm. out of my like 40 hours playing the game so far. So yeah, well, that's good. It, it seems that you made the right choice choosing Stadia. And I remember the first review I watched for it was for PC. And I'm assuming that the person at IGN had a pretty good PC. Mm-hmm. And they gave it a nine out of ten. They said, "Look, there are there are a few bugs." They kind of mentioned it at the very end of the review, saying, "You know, there are a few bugs. There were a few times when some strange things happened, but it wasn't game breaking. And honestly, it didn't really detract from overall a great experience." So they they went ahead and gave it a nine out of ten. So, yeah, you know, it seems as if they really did do a lot of hard work for the next gen, and they really did optimize this game more so for the next gen, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And it does suck that all these people that did purchase it for the PS4 and Xbox One are kind of getting the short end of the deal but you know hopefully something will happen and uh they'll get what they're due i heard that they're doing refunds for some of these people yeah um but i also heard like recently like sony isn't giving them their refunds back oof because i think it's like if it's a digital purchase then like um if if you already played the game for X amount of hours and like have had it for X amount of time, then you can't return a digital copy of the game. And usually Sony's kind of like, um, kind of hard with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So some people are just like not getting not 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 going to be able to get a refund of the game. But I mean, 
if they hold out because they said that they're going to do patches come January and another big patch come February. But that's like two months from now. And it's yeah. like, why, why did I buy a game that was unfinished and you're going to like just make it better like in the next two months? Right. And then by that time, you may or may not, you know, get the next gen console. Which it'll run better on that anyway, because the PS5 version, the PS5 version of that game and the Xbox Series X version of the game hasn't even been released yet. Mm-hmm. It's still like the last if you want it on consoles, it's the last gen version of it. And then the new next gen consoles play the last gen version better than the last gen consoles can play that version of the game. So they don't, they don't even have a PS5 version of it yet. Yeah. And honestly, that that's a pretty bad look for the company because it really does mm-hmm. just look like we wanted money now. so. We released the game not optimized for these consoles because we wanted our payout and actually the full version of what we really wanted for, you know, next gen. It's not even going to come out for a few months. And I have read a couple articles. People are kind of calling them out on that aspect. Some of them are really harsh. There was one I read that said uh, basically CD Projekt Red sold us a lie and they were they were really good at doing it that uh, they were very, they were saying they were very manipulative in the footage they were showing of the game. And they were very protective of it too, making people mm-hmm. sign like all these clauses, like, oh, you can't show anything more than what we've deemed you can to the public. And uh, this is just what we want out there. And people saw the footage and they liked it. And you, you saw record-breaking pre-orders for this game. And once people had this game, a lot of them are complaining. So there have been some very harsh things I've read criticizing CD Projekt Red about all of this. And uh, it's a shame because I know they're a great studio. Like like I've said in other podcasts, The Witcher is one of my favorite games ever. So I think at their core, they, they weren't really bad intentioned. I, th- I think it is easy to look at this and say, oh, they were just, you know, cash grabbing and they really should have just delayed even further. But there are probably a lot of a lot of forces at work through all of this. But I have faith that given time, this will all resolve. And I think that from what I've heard, the game at its core is a very good game. And I, I think that you would probably agree with that, right? Dude, I love the game so much. I've already done like there's six different endings. You know, I'm not sure that's a spoiler, but there's all these different endings. Mm-hmm. You know, different choices. And I've already experienced three of them. I love the game so much too. I keep playing it against that playing. Yeah, see, I don't have that many. Game. I don't have that many problems with the game. Like you know, I've seen all these bad like the glitches and the bugs and stuff. I I don't have that many stuff. There's only there's only one instance where there's like a character t posing and it's like in a specific bar. And if you go, there's like a a couch and there's an NPC that spawns there and they always just spawn in their t pose. But like it's like <laughs> you don't even have to be in that bar. Like there's no reason to be in there. But I went in there. Yeah. And they're just like you know you know you know showing their dominance over me. <laughs> <laughs> the T-Post thing is so funny. I mean, this is this is kind of a lewd thing, but I saw when one of the things I saw was uh they they were just showcasing a few of the bugs. <laughs> one of the bugs was anytime this person who was playing the game would get into their car, their their character would just show up like halfway above the car, just like half the body sticking out of the car in a T-pose with their bare butt just sitting on top of the car. And that would happen every single time they got into a car and tried to drive it. <laughs> oh my god! It was yeah, yeah. So I've seen something like that too. Like they're on the motorcycle and they're like characters like t posing without any of their clothes on. For yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't even be mad about a bug like that. I would just be like, "What's going on?" Uh, it's so sad. Or like the car is like clipping into the ground. <laughs> There's one where he like calls. He like calls his car because you can car. You can call your car like you can call Roach in the game, right? Yeah. And you, 
he like walks outside, calls his car, and it like starts flying from the sky <laughs> and onto the ground. <laughs> just like so funny speaking of roach though there there are people that have called out there are certain bugs with the witcher 3 if you call roach into certain areas like roach will appear floating above trees or will get clipped into a tree (laughs) so sometimes this stuff is just difficult but Mm -hmm. you know i think i think that uh a few bugs here and there not a huge deal but i understand getting mad over the game breaking ones well Uh, uh, we can move on to our last little things. We I don't know weird random tangent on the on the holiday subject. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that's okay. We need we need the good stuff to talk about, so that was fine. Um, I I want to finish off and just talk about Mando season finale co- coming up. That's tomorrow, the very last episode, mm-hmm. season two or yeah, is it chapter two? What they what they call it? Yeah, chapter two. Well, this is chapter like sixteen. Oh, right. Is it? is it season? I don't know. They do they, the shows in chapters. So I guess there's no seasons. This is simply chapter Part sixteen. Two. I don't know. <laughs> whatever, but season finale, for whatever they want to call it. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about some predictions or thoughts or what might happen going into this next episode. Yeah, I thought the last episode a little bit of what we predicted. It. Some some could see it as kind of filler e. I didn't really see it like that, but it definitely was like a setup for uh, mm-hmm. this next episode. Uh, once again, Mando went on like a fetch quest to figure out where uh, Moff Gideon is. That was basically his entire objective of the previous episode. So obviously, it was, it was necessary. Though. No, it was a hundred percent necessary. So that's why like filler e. I don't really, I don't consider it filler. Yeah, but it was definitely like this is the objective during the episode and he got it done. That was just basically the episode with a lot of good things thrown in. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that Bill Burr's performance, he was the one that played uh, Mayfeld, was was really good in that. He brought like kind of more of a like, you know, how Han Solo brought like a ruggedy feel to Star Wars. Yeah. Like the, the first three. I feel like Mayfeld, like his presence was well received in this episode because it brought like a different type of uh aspect to the show that i think we've been missing or i've been missing yeah. at least every, everybody's been too like hard or too serious or too like, right right in the world that he he was like i wouldn't say he was like comic relief but he was a good like a, like a foil to a uh, mando exactly uh, they were hanging out with each other the whole time and it made mando it, even more likable right like yeah. any foil does and then like the um uh, now we're gonna get into spoiler spoiler territory now because before for that was really wasn't spoilers but yeah um where when he took off his mask and like he had to be true he he, his ideals for protecting the child was more than his ideal of wearing the mask you know Mm -hmm. at that one moment and it was funny that um he had to show his face to uh the mayfield character Right, yeah. Out of, out of everybody in the show, it was Mayfield yeah. that got to see him for literally the longest stretch of time we've seen Mando without his helmet on. Uh-huh. And it was it was also cool because we know that he cares for the child a lot, but it just really showed the audience how much he really does care. And the the way is something that has really defined his life. But even in the face of that, he was willing to take his his helmet off and sacrifice that bit of his ideology for the child, because above all else, that's what he really does care about now. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it, it was funny that it was Mayfield that was with him during that, that little space of time. And Mayfield, you know, at, 
during, you know, I guess uh, the first time you meet him, whenever it's the prison breakout episode, you don't like him, right? He, he's yeah. he's kind of a, a villain. And in this episode, though, he's kind of like, I don't know, he's still a, a bad person, you're led to believe. But he takes all that with, with Mando really well. Like, he knows this is super hard for Mando to take his helmet off. He was very respectful to him. He, he said, I, I, I'm not going to tell anybody that this happened. Uh-huh. This is just between us. And, uh, you know, I think that it was just an interesting dynamic there. Very fresh. It's like um, Mando's, uh, his ideologies, they, like, contradict each other in his, like, the way. Because, it, like, his Mandalorian, like, roots, he, he was tasked to, like, to protect the child and, like, get it to where it needs to go, right? That, that's, like, the reason why he even has it is because that's a part of his creed. Like he's, right. he needs to follow through to this to the end. You know, now he's built an attachment, so it's a little bit stronger. But also, part of his creed was like he can't take off his helmet. So at that point, like w- one part of his creed contradict the other part, and he had to choose. Right. Yeah, I didn't really look at it that way, but you're right. Mm. And but then he's he he's he's seen other Mandalorians take his helmet off at this point. Exactly. Like, I think that kind of helped like, what? a little bit. And and they follow the way too in terms of like being Mandalore, like being like, you know, being what a Mandalorian is, like they're the tenets of whatever that is. And he's seeing that and like he, they're like he's like, Oh, I'm a part of this like culty version of the Mandalorians. And he's like, mm-hmm. Well, should he's like, Do I really need to be doing this? Like I think he started to like, you know, phase out of that at least. Right. I think it made it at least more acceptable to him that he he knew that you know, obviously the child mattered above all else, but the fact that he has seen other true Mandalorians with their helmets off, let him know that even if I do this, it may be contradictory to the way I've been taught. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm abandoning my race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, in that episode, they revealed that I guess he's been raised by this creed called the Watch, which they almost consider extremists, right? Like almost cultists mm-hmm. of the of the Mandalore way. But yeah. It was it was definitely very impactful to see him like that. Mm-hmm. He looked scared too. He was like just uncomfortable. It was <laughs> yeah. You yeah, that was really good on. I, I always forget the actor's name. Pedro. I, I, what? Pedro Pascal. That's right. Yeah, Pedro. Yeah, it was really good of Pedro because, it, like, like I, I before I even saw the Mandalorian, I saw him in Game of Thrones. He has he's just like dripping charisma. Mm-hmm. But in this episode, he he pulled off like the awkward feel, like the uncomfortable feel so well. Like you you knew this was hard for Mando just by looking yeah. at his face. That you really bought into it. Uh, it's like his little mannerisms where like he wears the helmet all the time when he like looks at things, right? Mm-hmm. And even then he like he moves his entire head and just kind of like sits it there when he like makes eye contact or like when he was at the table talking to the like the general guy. He, right, he's just so awkward. Like, yep. <laughs> but it the was general good. was like talking to him, and he was just like, you know, kind of looking down like, and just like awkwardly glancing at the general guy. Yeah. And it's, like, it's no one's seen my face ever. Yeah, and I've never really had a conversation with people <laughs> with my mask off. So, but yeah, good scene, good scene. Um, and in that scene, they talk about Operation Cinder or whatever, and uh, that's when uh, Mayfield gets mad and like shoots the general guy mm-hmm. the officer dude and that goes back to a thing that happened in star wars battlefront 2 oh really uh, yeah, well not the old one but the new one the ea version uh-huh and in the, the single player campaign 
when uh, there's like a story mode that you can play and Palpatine had a, con- a conti- contingency plan where he would like kill the people who like kind of betrayed him if he if he were to die right after uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And so that's what Operation Cinder was. And so you play through that as like an Imperial like trooper in the game. And so they like referenced that in uh, the Mandalorian episode. I thought that was kind of cool, but it was also part of like the story. But the thing is like, you wouldn't have understood that if you didn't play Battlefront two. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very cool how subtly the Mandalorian this season has gotten people more interested in, you know, expanding their knowledge of the star Wars universe. They're doing it very smartly Mm -hmm. because a lot of the references they're making are concurrent with the rest of the universe. And it's interesting that they are even pulling the games into this. So big brain move by them, but at the same time, like you do want to get to know these different other stories because it, it's relevant to you because you've heard about it in this story, especially exactly. the ones with like the Clone Wars and like you know people who haven't watched that they don't even know who Bo-Katan or Ahsoka are. It, sometimes these major things are reliant upon whether or not you or not totally reliant upon, but they are become more impactful for you if you know kind of how they connect to the rest of the universe. Like the, I mean, the beginning scene with Ahsoka when she comes in, like the very first time she comes in from like the the fog or whatever, mm-hmm. like that first scene she starts talking, like that's an impactful emotional scene if you know who she is and what she's been through and like at that point, you know, she's got right. to that point. You see her live action again, like this is after Return of the Jedi, so she, you know she's alive as she's been doing things from that whole like time span, and so it hits you, it hits different as they say, you know, like <laughs> seeing her. Um, just knowing of her backstory and so like i can't even imagine like someone who's like you know not into star wars at all who sees her and just like oh this is whatever <laughs> yeah and i'm sure a lot of people that have only just kind of watched the mandalorian are kind of like that but i also can't imagine the people that have been longtime fans of the clone wars ever since it came out have watched like every single episode and have just been dying to see ahsoka in live action then they see her i mean i'm like you said i'm sure it was a huge moment for them this is like mm-hmm. this is exactly what we always wanted and disney's giving it to us and this is great and uh, you know there is a you know the star wars theory guy on youtube mm-hmm. his uh he he does a like a, a a live stream and i've been kind of like following along because the when the episode drops like at 3 a.m he like does like a live watch with some people on youtube oh, nice and he had a stream that had like twenty thousand people on it um for the ahsoka one and <laughs> what like that whole like beginning scene dude he was crying he like was. Act, he was. That's what I'm saying. Dry. It's impactful for these That's really long time yeah. huge fans. Um. Yeah. So he was tearing up. Uh, which well, good, was, man. Was pretty amazing. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of heartwarming like, to hear. Let's like these people really are invested in this, and they're finally seeing something that they've really wanted to see for a long time. Um. But this last episode, Baby Yoda wasn't. This is the first episode Baby Yoda's not even like in it, like at all true i guess right like in the history of the show he's been in every single episode hasn't he i think so or at least played a pivotal part like he was like right because there was that one with the uh they were at the imperial base or whatever remember that one episode that you you were over for um yeah yeah they, right. they, they, gave, they took him to like the daycare or whatever well i mean but he school. was still he was still in it but yeah. i guess you could argue that some of the first few episodes you don't really get to see him until mando first meets him yeah. but he he is like the center of the story mm-hmm. kind of because they always like they always do something with him 
Like right. there was that one where they left him with the frog people before the they met Bo-Katan. And then the next episode or whatever, they left him at the daycare. He had the <laughs> macaroons and all that. Yeah, they, just, <laughs> they just like put him somewhere and then they go do an adventure. But this this first episode, he wasn't there. And like, I didn't even like bat an eye to it until like after the fact. I Honestly, like, dude, I didn't even notice think it about until it. Exactly, you just right? brought it up. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't even think about Baby Yoda not, not even being in this episode. But it didn't bother me at all. But I mean, he didn't need to be. It was still a great episode in its own right. Mm. Um. So I hope this next episode is like a really awesome way to finish this up, conclude it. Um, I'm hoping that there's just like a, an epic battle. Like I want to see the dark saber and Mando fight. Yeah, I think that would be great. Not getting in with the, the dark saber. I think they're they're setting a few things up. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Bo-Katan and her gang show up in this episode as well. I feel like we are leading up to some type of fight. And like you, I really do hope that Moff Gideon and the Darksaber and all of that are heavily involved. I want to see more of a Moff Gideon episode. We haven't seen a whole lot of him yet. They're they're trying to build him up as like this really bad dude, right? Mm-hmm. And Giancarlo Esposito, great, great actor. So... I, I really want to see more of that in this episode. That's like my one big hope. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that this is like um like I don't want a good ending. I don't want it to be like, yeah, they saved the day, they got Grogu back, and it's like the end of that, let's go to season three. It needs to be like like they get close to getting what they need and like they have to backtrack a little bit, like recuperate and like like plan out a like a a, a real plan to get uh, Grogu back coming yeah. coming up for season three. Like this is going to be like the start of that. I don't think it's going to be like the successful mission they want it to be. And I think that's going to be a good good foot to lead on when when going into like the next season for in terms of story and conflict. Yeah, I agree. I think that we had a pretty nice resolve in the first season. You know, it was kind of a happy ending. Okay, woohoo, we're going to go take Grogu back to his people. And having this season lead off on like a cliffhanger. You know, something like that, where it's more needs to be done. I think that's a, that would be a great way to end it. Almost kind of like the Empire Strikes Back after. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I was thinking too. Yep, it's like they were very beaten down at the end of that. People loved it, though. I mean, they their their favorite heroes who they've grown so attached to, so beaten down. You know, the odds are stacked against them, but you're so hopeful that coming into the next movie, they're gonna figure it all out, and that'll really create a lot more hype for the third season if they end it kind of like that. Cause like, Oh no, like, especially if they can't get Grogu back, like, Oh baby Yoda, he's, he's still off with the bad guys. What's, what's Mando going to do? You know, people Mm -hmm. are on their seat really waiting for the next season to come. I think that'd be a very good way to end it. I just hope no one dies. Like if Boba Fett dies, they kill him off already. I'd be so upset. Now that'd be so lame. I hope that he's like a staple to stay around for the third season. Exactly. Or at least, or at least, like finish his story arc. He hasn't, he hasn't finished it yet. Like, there's nothing that happened with him yet. Like, he's come back and he has his armor. Cool. Like, woohoo, who cares? Like, I mean, everybody cares, but I mean, like, finish his story. Like, wrap it up. You know. Right. And they could, sadly, I could see uh, a world where they do just kind of kill him off. Yeah. And maybe if they take the route where they save Grogu, let's say they do that. I could see Boba Fett dying to save Grogu and then Mando's like rushing to his side and uh, Boba's like, it's okay. I fulfilled my end of the deal. You know, he's like, 
my honor is you can, intact. You can have your my armor back. <laughs> yeah, you can take my armor. <laughs> He's like, but I can die with honor, and then he dies. I could I could see that happening. I really hope that's not the path they take. Yeah, I know. But because um, they got someone has to reclaim the dark saber. May it be Boba or Din or Bo-Katan. Like someone needs to get the dark saber. What would be really interesting? Or Sabine. Yeah, what if, what if uh, you know, all of our eyes are set on Moff Gideon as, like, the bad guy? What if some other party comes in, maybe even some other party we've already met, and kind of interferes with what's about to go down in this episode? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a three-way fight. That would be very interesting. That would be interesting. And where's Grogu happening, doing in all this? I want to see him, like, do, like, force flips. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Force pushes, like, he has the power to do it. We already know he can. Oh, yeah. Now, nah, I want to I see him throwing all the stormtroopers everywhere and <laughs> force choking them and slamming their heads together. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so funny. Well, it'd be, like, really cool, I guess, but it'd be funny because he's, he's just a little baby. He looks like a little baby child, like, destroying everybody in his path. Right. Uh, so I just hope they don't kill anybody just don't kill anybody please don't kill anybody it's yeah. gonna, I feel like it's gonna happen it's like the end of the I season think it's gonna happen. Know, there's gonna be an emotional moment somewhere like somebody Someone's has to die. like be fallen I mean if, if they were to kill anybody I wouldn't be that mad if they killed her name's Cara Dune right the yeah the woman but it's not that I don't like her I just feel like if they were to kill anybody then that would be okay <laughs> But she's supposed to star in like the the Rogue Rangers. Oh, is she? They won't kill her though. Yeah, because because now she's like the, the what's my call it the, the marshal or whatever. Yeah, I just kind of felt like her arc kind of completed. You know, she started out as like a mercenary. She had that mission with Mando. She found mm-hmm. like her purpose. Now she's a marshal. She's like, okay, I'll go with you, Mando, on this one last mission to save the child or something. Well, see so, that that makes sense. Like, go do that last mission, and then she can leave. And then now she has her own like show. But, and then she can do whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe her arc will end, and it doesn't have to end in death. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. since since I already feel like that closure is kind of coming, that uh, she would be the least she would make me the least unhappy if she died. Because like you know, if, as opposed to if it was like Boba Fett, and maybe he we didn't see more of him or have his arc completed, I, I'd be yeah. a little bit upset. I mean, because he could like like what you said, like sacrifice himself for the child. But I feel like that's still not a like a satisfying conclusion to. Why would you bring him back for three episodes and then say he survived this whole time and he's what he hasn't been doing anything since? Yeah, Jedi? I mean, and he like was always such around. a fan favorite. And you know, you brought him back in the first episode, didn't even show him really until the sixth episode, and then you're just gonna kill him in the eighth episode. I really think that would just kind of be like a a shot in the heart to the viewers. Yeah, he, like he needs to be relevant. If anything, he should be a true Mandalore. That'd be bad. Yeah. He gets the dark saber and says that I, I am Mandalore. It'd be cool to see some more Mandalore stuff too. Maybe that's what they're going to lead yeah. into in the third season. Maybe like you know, one is their planet blown up though? Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. That's just not something I'm educated on. Yeah, they're just like drifters now. They. But it'd be it'd be interesting. But yeah, maybe stuff. okay. You know, Mandalore side would be interesting to see more of like the Mandalore people and uh, maybe yeah, like yeah. a conflict between them. Because maybe like I'll make a small prediction. What if like Bo-Katan comes into this fight, but she's not necessarily on Mando's side? What if there becomes like kind of a conflict between like her band and then the Watch or something like that uh, mm-hmm. in the third season? That'd be interesting to see. That's true. 
like internal conflict thing going on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, 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 man. Mando. I mean, I'm gonna watch this. It's weird. I'm gonna watch this tonight. I'm gonna stay up and watch it. Yeah, I wish I could too. Or maybe I'll just go to bed because I'm kind of tired. <laughs> yeah, you can you can watch it with me tomorrow. That is true. Watch it with you. I'll just watch it and then watch it again with you. <laughs> That's fair too. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Last after this, there's nothing to be excited for. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Got Monster Hunter's already done. Christmas will be over. Mando's gone. COVID's still here. <laughs> like, what's I go back to school? Student teaching next semester, like. Ah, it won't be all doom and gloom. I can't I can't really give you an example of why it won't be right now, but I just I want to stay hopeful. There's something else that's gonna, you know, come up. So weird. A lot of Star Wars stuff this this fall. Yeah, yeah. I, I sent you that message that Disney's stock went up by like something like fourteen percent after mm-hmm. all those announcements came out and there's an article I read that like Disney's doing the streaming service right. Like they are capitalizing on their most strong uh, offering and they're doing it the right way. And people obviously had a lot of faith in that because their stock went up quite a bit after that announcement. Yeah. I mean, Disney has like the strongest IPs. So it's what it is. Yep. They're a powerhouse. Cause you got uh, the one division coming out. TV, I think it's a TV show. Yeah, then they got the uh, Loki thing coming out. Yeah, Loki. That's so crazy. I'm glad he's getting his own show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that. A lot of Star Wars stuff. This is pretty awesome, and I'm glad like they're not doing anything dumb with it. Like, like I, they know how bad they messed up the sequel trilogy. Oh yeah, they're at least they aware know, of it. They know how bad they messed that up. Well, I mean, I feel like somebody up at top. Uh, up at the top doesn't know how bad they messed up but (laughs) someone someone at the top is probably like we made a lot of money so in my eyes it was a success (laughs) gotta sell those raylo toys (laughs) (laughs) and toys they did sell that's for sure toys they did sell heck i have a kylo ren action figure (laughs) i i went to mcdonald's and got happy meals just because i wanted the kylo ren toy which i hung on the rear view mirror of my car (laughs) oh I, I when they were doing Star Wars stuff, I have a Darth Vader and a Palpatine. And I stopped them in the box from McDonald's. <laughs> Those are pretty yeah, cool. They, yeah, they were cool. Uh, but whatever. I'm I'm a sellout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sellout with Star Wars. Yeah. Kind of sucks though, though. Like they're like it's like they're fixing it with this, but like I, I hate to be like cancel the, the sequel trilogy, like like I, I want it to be canon, but I, it doesn't make any sense. You know, like it no. doesn't yeah. make, like in the lore it just doesn't make sense. And and everything else seems so well put together. Even the prequels, which people hate on a lot. I mean, if you think about it, they're pretty well put together and they use them to create the Clone Wars, which create a lot of backstory for the Mandalorian. All that stuff's really good. But I don't really know. They're trying to tie the sequel trilogy in maybe right with the whole uh, getting the Metachlorians and the cloning and all of that. But the rest of it kind of a little bit outlandish apparently there's there's all these like rumors and stuff going around about like how they're gonna they're gonna retcon the the sequel trilogy by talking about the veil of the force which apparently is like 
uh, mul- like multi universes, <laughs> multiverse version of Star Wars. Oh man, because um, the Veil of the Force is like a real thing or, or whatever. Um, but they're gonna like use this to like say that this is like extended universe stuff, and that never happened. <laughs> I feel like too many franchises pull something like that and that'll just feel so cheap. But at the same time, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to kind of wiping the slate clean per se of the sequel trilogy. So don't like all the actors from the sequel trilogy just like hate the fact that they were in Star Wars now. Like John Boyega, like he he came out and talked about how much Disney like didn't give him a chance and like you know like uh, gave it a bad direction for his character and stuff like that. Like he's been very vocal about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Daisy really doesn't want to come back and reprise uh, Ray. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know there's going to be like an animated series or whatever, and she's already got recast. Ray has gotten recast by a different actor, actress. So, like, so the sequel trilogy actors don't even want to come back anymore. So. They don't even want to do their roles again for anything past what just happened. So like, yeah, you know, we could just delete it, forget that it ever happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that kind of just tells you how it was received. If it, if it had gone over super well and people loved it, it was beloved. They would be jumping at the chance to make more content from it. But the direction that they're taking, even with like the, re- the release of their new shows, it's just kind of like towards the past, towards what was actually successful, like mm-hmm. Rogue One the clone wars you know all this stuff people really love it and it's pretty obvious they're they're really trying to stay away from the sequel trilogy yeah uh, and even even mark hamill there they have him on on tape talking about like he doesn't agree with the actions that luke took and exactly, uh, yeah. it's kind of disappointing and depressing to hear that stuff my god that's my train of thought i was gonna say something i was gonna say something profound <laughs> No, bring it back. Star Wars. I know. Wasn't that perfect? I don't know, man, but... But I hate it. Oh, wait, no. I remember remember what I was going to say. So, does this basically mean that Ryan Johnson ruined Star Wars? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he made The Last Jedi. I think and so. that basically messed everything up because if, because at least they would have been cohesion if J.J. Abrams directed all three of the movies and he had his plot line going through it, right? Yeah. And so if he had his plot and there was like time for him to develop his characters and do whatever he wanted to do with the three movies, then that would have been fine. But then Ryan Johnson wanted to do his like profound, like thought provoking version of Star Wars or whatever the heck he did. <laughs> whatever that was but this this is kind of the talk we had like a uh, back in one of our early podcasts because uh, i was like yeah maybe just stay with the same director for all three movies so that you don't mess it up they i'm sure they didn't think they were going to mess it up uh they probably heard ryan johnson's pitch or you know they were collaborated with him and he was telling them i'm, I'm gonna go this direction it's gonna be great They're like okay you know this sounds kind of fresh and like you said kind of profound we're gonna we're gonna try this out and there were some people that loved the direction he took I personally absolutely hated it. 
I thought it was mm-hmm. terrible. The first time I saw the movie, I thought it was so, so bad. And I couldn't believe what I just watched. But not to hate on it, the people, some people, they loved it. They, they thought, wow, this is so original. This brought like a whole new dynamic to Star Wars. But mm-hmm. I think we can all agree that the third one after that kind of just fell flat. I mean, they were, they were trying to resolve some things brought up in the second one while also tying in the plot of the first one all together for you know, the big showdown. And uh, it was just, it didn't really resonate. Yeah. I don't, they shouldn't have brought Palpatine back. That was no, just that was late. such a cop so out. random. Yeah, I was like. It was, that was the, one of their biggest mistakes. Because then it, it just renders the whole six movies before like kind of null. There was the whole prophecy that Anakin was going to restore balance to the Force, and even even hearing that after you've seen Return of the Jedi, you look back at Return of the Jedi and you're like, oh, he did. I mean, he he turned the dark side. He had this dark path that he went down, but in the very end, he made the right choice. He killed the Emperor. The Empire fell, and balance was restored yet again. And then we then we hear, oh no, Palpatine's back, and then this random person, Ray, who by this point we don't really even care about, is going to kill him again. And then there you go. Now balance is restored. I thought that was so lame and so cheap. Yeah, exactly. We got a Raylo kiss <laughs> at the very end, in. and then he just <laughs> he fades had to get away. that in there somewhere. <laughs> And people were mad about that too. My sister was was furious about that because she she supported the whole like kiss and was like, oh, that's great. And then he just dies. Yeah, it's like, well, what, what, what was the conclusion to him? And then he hears the yeah. first ghost. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's such a mess. <laughs> poor, poor Star Wars. That was like the dark times. Yeah, that truly was. They thought the prequels were the dark times. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> wonder how people are going to talk about these movies in the next like what 15 20 years just like oh talk about the prequels yeah because you, you can't just uh there were some people before the sequel trilogy that were like oh true star wars is just four five and six we don't talk about one two and three we don't we don't even consider them part of the, the universe but you know now with something even worse that has come <laughs> they're going to be like actually looking back at the prequels they were pretty okay and like I was telling you before, the Revenge of the Sith is actually a cult classic now. Mm-hmm. It's got a, it's got a super hard following. So, but the Force Awakens wasn't even bad. No, it wasn't. I was personally very excited after I saw it. A lot yeah, of people I was were. like, I was like, yeah, Star Wars is back. Let's go. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I even took my dad to see it because he was he saw Star Wars the first one in theaters, mm-hmm. and I, I asked him afterward, and I was like, "How did that f- like seeing the Force Awakens in theaters? How did that feel compared to like the first Star Wars?" And he was like, "Honestly, like the feeling I got from watching it with all the people because we, we went to like a packed theater to see it. He was like, it felt mm-hmm. a lot like the first Star Wars. People were just kind of like, wow, like this is so cool, like this is so exciting." That's kind of how I felt after the Force Awakens. I mean, granted, that was the first Star Wars movie I ever saw in theaters. But, you know, I kind of had that excited feeling like, okay, what's going to come next? This is cool. And then it was just totally ruined. <laughs> totally ruined. Wow. You know, Rise of Skywalker came out a year ago. Yeah. It's only been a year. It seems like so we've long We've had ago. our Star Wars life tainted. Yep. I, I went and saw it on, I think, Christmas Day. <laughs> Definitely say this has been the worst year since <laughs> Rise of Skywalker came out. <laughs> Coincidence? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. <laughs> this movie brought a pandemic to the world. <laughs> <laughs> My God. 
my god. So sad. Man. Bring me back in 2019. <laughs> or just push me yeah. forward to something new. Yeah, true. Don't ever want to go back to the past. Yeah, I'm going to watch The Rise of Skywalker tonight and tell you what I think about it. <laughs> I'm still doing the whole watch all of Star Wars thing with Kalen. So at some point, you know, we, we have to acknowledge there's still Star Wars movies. So we're going to end up watching 7, 8, and 9. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. Yeah, I'll be able to get through 7 and 9, okay. It's just it's going to be real tough to get through 8. <laughs> Poor 8. Makes you so mad though, because like the other ones, like I just wanted, I wanted to fit into the world, and it like just doesn't. It feels like weird fan fiction. Yep, that's exactly what it feels like—just straight up fan fiction. All right, whatever. Well, my friend, I think that's a good place to end our podcast for today. What do you think about that? I agree. Good discussions. So next week is Christmas. Christmas Eve. We'll have a Christmas Eve podcast, hopefully, next week. Um try to record something for everybody. So until then, Zach, I'll talk to you. All right, man. Talk to you later.